thousand stories of what they think you like, but I've heard a tender whisper of love in the dead of night. And you tell me that you're pleased, and I am. I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. See you. 
qualified us for the inheritance the saints in light rest in the inheritance that he's delivered to you this morning a clean mind a clean mind a clean mind raise up your hands this morning if there's been evil thoughts, if there's been darkness in your thoughts, or just at whatever you're needing from Daddy this morning, lift up your hands. Jesus has paid for it. A clean mind, 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 a clean mind. A clean mind, you gave us clean minds, clean minds, clean minds, clean minds, you gave us clean minds, clean minds, clean minds, you're perfect, sing that with me, you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us, yes, you are, Lord. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all. Yeah, that's what I feel over you this morning. That's not you. That's not you that's in your mind. Father's given you a clean mind. Wow, he delivered you into the kingdom of the son of his love. He placed you where you're supposed to be. He put you where you're supposed to be with a clean mind. Give us clean minds. Clean minds. Clean Clean minds, you gave us clean minds, clean minds, clean minds, clean minds, you gave us clean minds.
worship during that song of wake up when I looked over and I saw JT Joshua yearning for the wake up I don't normally when the Lord tells me to say something I'm kind of kind of keep it to myself so this is this is something interesting even for me but he said don't be asking me for others to wake up ask me to wake you up we each must be woken we must be awoken into our righteousness we must be awoken into our purity of heart awoken into something new everything we have now is sleeping all the ten virgins fell asleep we're not better than anybody else we are asleep and we have to humble ourselves to get something that is new. When you're asleep, you're not awake. There's, it's, it's, there's two difference. So if we need to be awoken, that means that we're sleeping in areas of our lives and maybe our whole life sees salvation. That God, I am nothing and I need you. Salvation, Paul says, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's not a one time, oh God, I need you. It is a moment by moment, God, I am nothing without you. He showed me Isaiah 64, five, and it says, even our acts of loving kindness are like a filthy garment. We are a leaf that fades away, but his word will never fade away. And his word to us is, I have made you a son and daughter of the most high. Awake into your calling and allow the Lord to work on this earth. One of the lines from that, that amazing grace was, oh Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. And I thought about that and whether you think you can sing or not, you can sing to the Lord. And then I looked around and I saw various types of worship, various expressions of worship. And this little one went over and grabbed two flags, and I think the flags were bigger than she was. And she gave one to her mother, as if to share that with, and hands were lifted, and children were dancing, and adults were dancing. And so let's meditate on that a little bit. I sing for all that you've done for me. I'm gonna ask Helen to just play some soaking music for a little bit and sing a song to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Just enter into praise and worship for a little bit here and give thanks for all that he's done. Thank you. Well, we have a, a treat and a delight this morning. Uh, Johnny Foote is uh, bringing the word and anything else that the Lord might give him. Johnny's ministry is Flame of Fire Ministries in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, I don't know how often he's home because I know he travels a bit, but he and David have known each other for a long time and many of you know him and so we're delighted
Johnny, to have you here this morning. We welcome you. And we thank you. Did, did you notice that tap? That, that's passing the bar. <laughs> it's good to be here. You're a lively group. Alive. Pinch yourself. Wake up. A commissioning day. Absolutely. There's times when God just says, look, I'm, I'm going to just pull the plug, refresh you, anoint you. This isn't a setback. This is a set up. Some people just say, woe, or woe is me. Let's bow before our king because we can. Father, you're the one that broke every stronghold. You prevail and you speak. From the beginning of time, as you released, it is even over the earth, over the water, over the sea, over the land. You spoke and it is, and we declare and we dedicate ourselves unto you. Father, with all authority of thy kingdom, let it come upon earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, Father God, for the mighty wonders of our God. And Father, we're thankful that you thought of us to allow us to be here as a people that might serve you. We thank you. Amen. Uh, David is, is a good friend of ours. Uh, David came into our lives, your pastor, and David uh, came into Mobile, uh, just Part of the journey and, and exodus, a time in. Uh, we're from Pensacola area, uh, Pensacola, Florida. And when David came in, uh, he just, he's got this uh, part of region. But what David did, he affected our region in a good way. Um, it, it's interesting when God will bring someone into your region and it's like a fire that you don't have. Uh, maybe like you see, might see a beehive and there's out and they're pollinating. Um, but that's something that the Lord used with David. And there were things that I would see about that brother of mine that there was nothing too big for God. And he believed God that he would do it. And, and that's the kind of guy that I've known. I tried to get here Thursday for your prayer meeting, your gathering. Um, I started out early enough, but uh, my electronics didn't want to compute. Siri didn't want to talk. She began to lie. Um, everything I've got, I'm going in circles. I've got directions, and I can't get here. It's like, all right, I give up. David didn't call me. It's like, he gave up. It's like, I gave up. It's like, Lord, what's up? And by the time, they've already gone to the house, and so I've, I've, it's about time to call him up. I said, David, I said, I've been lost. I said, I've been up and down this highway. I've ventured to every direction you've given to me. I finally went up to the next city, went to the fire department, and they begin to redirect me. I mean, sometimes you just have to go where the fire is. I mean, God, where they live. <laughs> we can take care of you, brother. <laughs> well, it's good to be here, but it's good to watch with the Lord. And I believe he's setting a tremendous watch today. Uh, not just to, to look around, but to watch the king. Watch what he's saying, watch what he's doing. Um, when he pulls the plug, have you ever been washed in the bathtub and the plug's pulled and it's, oh my gosh, it's like, look what just came off of me. <laughs> it's like, not just ringing around it. We, uh, in the early days before, um, before I was... Uh, in my city, I was just breaking out into a place called Pascagoula, Mississippi. 
I mean, yeah, it's like a whoa. It's like, whoa, God. <laughs> um, and I went there to this place called Ingalls Shipyard and to, to go to work. I mean, I was just out of high school taking this electronics course, and I said, man, I'm going to be an electrician. The only place that would take you, and I'm out pulling cables. I'm not doing the electrical. I'm doing this grunt work. But we lived, me and a buddy of mine, we lived in, in this boarding house, and it was one of those places to where there was already a permanent ring in the place, in the water, in the bathtub. And it was one of those things where, God, I don't want to get in to this dirty water. I mean, the government had, had put a signature on it, don't drink the water, and you're living in the water. And I'm going, God, there's something about the water. Some things are good. I mean, have you ever seen a pregnant person, maybe worshiping? I mean, just... And you say, man, don't drink the water. But what about when you begin to thirst for the waters of heaven? And there's a thirst that can't be quenched, and the Lord begins to speak to you in areas of your life that, that it's just, it's not enough. Well, that's where I want to start. I want to start in a place to where I don't want to just wonder about it, but I want to look at a man named David. Uh, not your pastor. This is another David. And David is a king, a king that's appointed by God. Uh, when, when the Lord begins to put his hands on people's lives and he begins to direct and redirect their life, he just literally begins this huge shift. David's in a hold and he's in a battle. And this is in 2 Samuel chapter 23. Uh, we, we pick it up at verse 13 and it said, Three of the thirty chief went down and they came to David in the harvest time unto the cave of Adullam. And the troop of the Philistines, they pitched in the valley of Rephium. And David was then in a hold, or a strong fortress. That's the hold. And the garrison of, of the Philistines, they were around Bethlehem. And David longed, and he said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. And three of the mighty men, they break through the host of the Philistines, drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was in the gate, and they took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink, therefore he poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things did the three mighty men. There's something so powerful that when you come to a place and you hear something that's a desire, the king's thirsty, and you've got privy information that there's a desire, and it's going to take you into a place to where you're going to risk your life to break through. You come into agreement and said, let's do it. Have you ever gone to that place to where, let's do it? I mean, maybe you just came to the cliff, and, and it's like, man, the water's down. You're maybe 25, 30 feet up, and it's a jump. Man, let's, let's just do it, you know, and fear grips your heart because I don't know what the landing's going to look like, but let's just do it. When God begins to speak his word and he says, I'm going to move beyond where you live, and he says, why don't you join me and let's just do it. Let's go where the water flows, where there's a desire that man can't quench it, but only eternal God can. Isn't that a beautiful picture that the king is a picture of our king of kings? 
There's a desire that our Lord has for a water that he thirsts. He thirsts for you. He thirsts after righteousness. He puts you into perilous times, but there's a place when he says, church, it's a time and a season of now to break through. It's like, I hear it, but fear grips me. But when you see these mighty men, they're, they're men of story. They're men of honor. They're men that don't pull back. They're men that are going to risk their life to go through bloodlines risk. What do you think it is whenever you stand up for Jesus Christ and it comes to a place to where opposition says you cannot declare Jesus Christ openly. You can do it in your church, but we want you now to refrain from outside of your church. You're finding that there's so many issues to where, God, are we getting locked down? Are we being bound? Or has the Lord loosed a generation that's my generation, that's your generation? Look around at those that are alive right next to you because we're part of this generation that he says, don't hold back, but begin to break through the enemy lines. I've commissioned you. I've compelled you. It's my longing. See, when salvation breaks out, oftentimes it's with the gifts. When I was looking here and today, I'm just going, you know, there's something so unique about a day that's set. It's not yesterday's manna, it's not tomorrow, but it's a now time. A uh, now time is a set time by God, different clock than the clock we live by. By the way, when I was talking with your pastor, he said, um, you know, you've got permission to break out. <laughs> he said, if I call and revival goes, he said, just tell the guys in Boone, you're staying. But what if the Lord decided it's more than what you could take? And he says, why don't you risk everything and break out? And when we say, did David say it, or is God going to do it? And it's like, I can't push it, but I know that we can position ourselves. When I begin to look at it, I found if we came into unity, and we believe the same thing, and I'm going down this list to where you know, the church has won the book of Acts, they're coming in, into this unity, and, and there's such a tremendous move. They pray. There's a shaking. And, and I'm going through the Lord's Prayer. I said, man, that's a good one. We could all repeat it. And then I ask, do you believe that? Or, and, and we're one, and everybody, yes, yes, yes. And then the Lord put a word, and, and he said, you're looking for a congregation to break out. And similar to our brother sharing the word, he said, I'm going to begin to individually break you out. So many times we're looking at our watch and we say, it doesn't look like yesterday. We loved yesterday, but we don't know what to expect today. And the Lord begins to breathe life into a congregation like a wind. You're singing of winds. There's, there's an unction. There's an ushering of the wind. There's so many things that the Lord's prepared. It's this pre-preparation, but he's waiting for this one word. Can you desire the things that I want? Do you want me? I mean, it's like blind Bartimaeus. Always, I love this guy because it's like I can't hold back. I want something beyond. It doesn't matter what anybody else wants. What I want, I want to see. I want to see your goodness. Not just your goodness. I want to see your glory because I physically can't see. And I don't want to hold back. I don't want to live in, hey, we just came. We filled our seats. We came. We were good. Hey, God, take us beyond where we live because there's a desire of heaven and this collision of heaven's coming and there's nothing that can stop the boundaries because you set boundaries that are beyond where we live. The time that you set is heaven. The collision is on earth, and it's that which is renowned by God. He says the earth is his footstool. Are you comfortable with the Lord's feet over you? 
so strange when people say you don't need the Holy Spirit. How powerful it was to our Father in heaven that you needed the Son of God. And the Son of God knows this. He said, you have great need of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Sounds passive in some ways, but it's power and might. The Holy Spirit. The unction, the ushering in of the upper room, I mean, how can you be prepared when you're sitting and you don't know what it looks like, but all you know is that Jesus said, go here and sit and wait. It's like, man, mm, what's the sundial say, Bob? I don't know, man, but we've been here a long time. <laughs> Got the cards? No. <laughs> We're waiting on God. And in the fullness of time, the unction of the Spirit of God doesn't just come in lightly, but a mighty wind. I mean, we have winds, but when the Spirit of God, it's not like your air condition kicks on and, man, the flags are going back and forth. We go, ooh, it must be heaven. God opens up the gates of heaven. That's what I'm watching right here is that there's an alignment with heaven. And when we become ones that are aligned with heaven, it's like there's a collision that doesn't match. Your opportunities are going to begin to grow because this thing of, of collision comes on appointments. And he's got Philip appointments set for you. He's setting dates and times and these collisions that are coming, they're birthrights. Some of you will find in your ordinary, extraordinary day, your ordinary, extraordinary day, he takes you out of ordinary and you come back and said, hey, honey, hey, sweetie, guess what just happened at the grocery store? I sent down by the commissioning of my wife to go buy groceries and I ran into Sister Susie. When I ran into Sister Susie, there was a greater need and we watched God do a thing that was beyond in the grocery store. How many are ministering beyond because the Lord said, it's not just a reconciliation meeting time. It's not just a meeting and greeting. He said, but I'm graduating you into places of punctual meetings. You're going to meet strangers along the way. And oftentimes the strangers is a foreign to you, but sent by God. Some of you have entertained angels unaware and they were just a stranger passing by. But it was the testing of the testimony of the Lord that you'd break out. You've ministered unto the king's kids. You've not only ministered to him, you've ministered to our Lord Jesus Christ as much as you've done it to the least of them, you've done it to who? You've done it unto me, he says. Well, the Lord just pulled back the, cur the curtains. <laughs> Let's go for it. I mean, why not? David's not here. <laughs> I promise you, he said, why don't you just go for it? <laughs> I mean, and, and if the Lord, I mean, I, I love my brother, he said, well, should we put a cap on it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I answer if God didn't put a cap on it. I mean, but if it is, it is. Um, we're, we're, we're not limited, but yet we are. Uh, we're, we're instructed this is the way we, we do it. And as free as we get, we also become, it's like the turtle. Man, I'm out of the box, but I'm still carrying that shell of a box around. Uh, you know, we pull in, we pull out, but when the Lord begins to come in the movement, it's like, can you rise up? And it's like, we're not just going to get up and run around the block, run around the corner because we can. I mean, we could do that, but it's like, did God send you to run around the block? Did God send you to run for the house? Is he running? Is he moving? And is everything shut down? Well, oftentimes when we shut down, it's like, I'll shut down. But if you desire me, he said, I'll pour out waters from heaven that you haven't seen before. There's a rain coming that came with a sound. Elijah the prophet, he's got 
got a word given to the king. One word was there, the gates are going to be shut. Heaven's gates are going to be shut. No water's coming down. Here we go into three and a half years, and there's a word sent by God. There's a sound coming. When sound comes right there, it rocks the house because you're vulnerable to the sound of God. What's it look like or what does it sound like? I mean, people, they can mimic a sound, but when God begins to do creative miracles around us, it didn't look like the way I expected. I mean, when he begins to drop things in your lap, move things beyond where you live at, and he says, I'm healing you, and the pastor didn't touch you, the, the healing team didn't come and touch you, but you're sitting in the midst of worship, and it wasn't the direction the way it usually is. Is it dysfunctional or is it actually functional by God that I just put you into the position? What if I'm outside the house and he said I want to touch you outside well, I just wanted to bring you inside that I might just cause the honey of heaven to drip all over you well, it sounds good that's part of what we have it sounds good but father we ask for your importation I mean we, we look at it often and it seems like like we come up like a little kid and we just ruffle their head real good and it's like oh I, I just got stirred up you want to do it again? Whoa. <laughs> it's biblical, I'm sure. It's not Southern. It's just strange. <laughs> Is that a move of God? No. <laughs> but God, we want to go beyond just, you know, just shaking our heads. Father, we want to greet you with a kiss. We've greeted one another, but we want to greet you with a kiss. And the same invitation, Lord, please come. And your covenant is that I am here. He said, come and see that which I do. And the boldness is this. When three mighty men get together and say, let's do it. I mean, what's he saying to you? Let's do it. What are we going to do? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> we wait. And we wait a little longer. And the clock runs out time goes out, the people go out, and then there's one person sitting here. The Lord told me to wait. One person. He told me to wait. She didn't have to wait. <laughs> I love spontaneity. But I want to see what God wants. I want to see what he's going to do. I mean, I just don't want, want to just look over someone's shoulder and see what they're doing. I want to see what the Lord's doing. I mean, sometimes he just takes my attention. He said, don't look around. He said, look up. I mean, we know that, that if you look unto him, he, he said, I'm your redemption. And I draw near. If you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And then these are the things that, that I'm watching. You know what? When I came in here, it, the, the, the time last year, it was, it was so unique. I mean, the ground shook. And I asked David, I said, what's the story about this ground? I mean, I, I was in, in the Netherlands, and the ground literally was shaking up in this upper room we were at. I get over here, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking well, I, I feel it again. I said, it must just be a natural thing here. I mean, I feel it today. But when I asked David last year, I, I said, what's the story on, on the ground shaking? He goes, well, some people say it does shake. I said, okay, that's good. I'll take that. I mean, I don't, I'm asking, man, what kind of foundation is this? I mean, I don't know if it's concrete. I don't know if we can just bounce a lot and things begin to shake naturally. Or is God shaking the very chains that we've been bound with? After we left, uh, we we'd met the Potters, uh, Don and Christine Potter. We were uh, down in a little place in Georgia called Shellman Bluff. And they begin to tell us about earthquake that happened up here, up here in the mountain. 
had another call before them. There was a shaking that happened. It was right after November. I mean, it was just, you know, we came in, and then we're hearing reports. There's a literal shaking. The Lord, he spoke to me. He said, pay attention to the significant shakings that I'm bringing into the earth. I mean, we're, we're looking at some things. that We're looking for the big, and oftentimes what he does is in the small. And when he begins to shake it and begins to break it off, where does it come? Was it when we were worshiping, or did he choose a place that I want to move in this earth? See, it's not limited, and it can't be contained. We can't stop a move. And who can predict? We can look at seismic action, but when God begins to say, I'm going to break the chains off of my people that they're going to see and run, and I'm going to set them free. As free as I know what freedom is, my God came to set us free. There's a loosing of the bands. When Paul and Silas, they're coming into this place of commission, They've been bound. They've been beat for Jesus Christ. They're in prison. They're incarcerated, and there's nowhere to move. But what springs up inside of them is the living water inside of them. they got a birthright of worship, and you can't hold it back. You can't hold back worship when there's a call, and there's a purpose and a call. Then David comes up in a battle and said, is there not a cause? When God begins to stir the cause in, you worship, and the boundaries, they begin to push back. Your incarceration, no matter what it was, physically, spiritually, emotionally, God begins to break it out in the midst of worship and God begins to steer us and says let the love come because it's deep as a river and let my rivers flow through you. In the intimacy people begin to hear inside the prison gates there's a sound in the prison gates we hear a sound of men but there's something goes beyond the sound of men because God is replying there's always a reciprocal call and when it goes up he also responds back. You give out it's going to come back in. When the worship went up heaven comes down. God says you might children that are in prison. I came to open the gates. What gate is it that you're bound with? All I see oftentimes are the gates in front of the people. I see the incarceration. I see people around them where they can't get out. And God says, I'll loose you where you are. I'll loose you where you are. How can I do it? I can't, but I know the one who does. And the spring of the well begins to break out. Worship comes. And it wasn't even entertained by angels. It was sent by God. Worship that's birthed by God. Countenance change, people change. It's like people physically change. We get a little bit older, but the uniqueness is this is that God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, Alpha, Omega, beginning and ending. He did a launch then. He poured out his Holy Spirit, upper room commissioning. I need you guys to wait because there's a coming, there's a move that's beyond what you're living. You're living in today and you're thinking about tomorrow, but what I'm looking at is what's coming today. It's not what's gonna go in the, in the stove. It's not what's baking but it's what God's created us to do. Worship the living God. If the grace comes down like heaven, the word goes up and he says, I'm stirred by my people's prayers. He came to meet you and greet you, not like you do, but he embraces his people. He picks us up and he destroys the yoke that was on us and says, no more. Some things have come down from generation to generation to generation. And even the spoiler tries to do a thing about our inheritance, but the breaker comes and he just literally says with mercy, he said, I'm gonna sever the root. Mm. That's biblical. Mm. <laughs> but we do. We, we, we want you. We want you, Lord. We don't need the hyper. We just need you. And when I'm blocked, I'm bound, I'm physically, I can't get up and there's no one there. Tears running down my face because pain's so horrendous. I can't move, and there's only one, one, only one that hears. I can't hear, I can't move. 
I'm on what I feel is like a deathbed, and I'm incarcerated, so to say. Can't move off the bed because the enemy's trying to paralyze my physical body, and the Lord visits in the midst of a storm. He removes shackles off of me that are physical, that are spiritual. My children rise up and they begin to pray. They're gathering around my room, and I'm on my deathbed. I mean, it seems like another literal encounter of the enemy. And where the Lord begins to intervene is in a place when he begins to tell me about the storm I'm in. He said, you're in a storm, it's gonna be all right. He said, you're gonna come out of the storm. I'm laying physically in my own bed, laying down, and said, I can't move, I can't even, I've gone through similar battles before that the enemy's tried to take me out. But what I'm watching on this one is just like, God, there's, there's nothing like your name. And I've got tears coming down my eyes, can't speak because the word and the battle is so horrendous, but he answers my tears. He stirs up a generation of people that begin to pray. Some of you, you don't even know who you're praying for, but God honors it because God's gonna begin popping names in your hearts. I tell you, talking about prophetic, you didn't have to go to school when he starts popping a name. I mean, it might be Bubba Jr., but Bubba Jr. might need a word of the Lord, and you're praying for somebody I don't know, but God said, speak over this man. You may be speaking into India, China, into nations right there. When you begin to intercede, you're breaking change. You're calling people out of incarceration, and you didn't even see what it looks like, but this is the gate. This is the gate that God said, I'll open the gate. You go back to Psalms 24 and said, open the gate that the King of Glory can come in. When you begin to pray, church, you opening the gate that the king can move in. When you sit before the king, you'll hear the secrets of the king. He's amazing. He's a lover. You know, so much of what we're given to do is make more bricks. Kind of like an Egypt thing. That's what the enemy's doing. He says, uh, you got more time? More time to worship? Man, we're going to just take it from Monday night football. We're going to add Thursday night football. Let's do Sunday night football. Let's give them enough football that they can just OD on it. I know. Football guys, all right, yeah, praise God. Our prayers have been answered. But it's like time, time taken away, time. I mean, it's just like everything that we have, and this isn't just here, it's in the nations. We're all doing into this extremity where the enemy just wants to shrink your time because there's so much to do, so little time, and it's like, how can I have time to worship God? He's God of the breakthrough. More bricks in Egypt, Pharaoh told him. Well, let's go, let's go to Mark. Let's go to chapter Mark. Chapter Mark is a good word. Chapter Mark. What chapter? What chapter? Chapter Mark. <laughs> Use your prophetic giftings now. <laughs> I want you guys to get prepared. <laughs> Mark chapter 5. Oh, my gracious. It's good to stay in the word, know the word. I mean, if, if we're hearing the word, we, we know Jesus, he's close. In verse 1, Jesus speaks to his disciples. I hope I'm in the right place. And they came to the other side of the sea in the country of the Gadareans. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadareans. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Can you say unclean spirit? What kind of meeting is this? We just came into the gate of the city, and at the gate of the city, I've got a meeting of a demonic fortress. 
But Jesus has a need to go into this city, this region. There's always a move of the Father. This is where I want you to go. I mean, I'm not comfortable going into this place. Don't you know there's a storm? Don't you know that we don't, we want to have revival. We want to have everything we've got, but we've got opposition meeting us right at the very gate. And that's often the meeting that you're going to have when the Lord says, I'm going to send you in. By the way, you're a generation that's being sent out by God. One sent, sent by God. See, we can go, we can go all day long, but when the Lord says there's a shift in the plans, it's not my plans, but I begin to conform to his plans, and his plans turn into the settling. Want a little bit of excitement? Follow Jesus. Pick up your cross. That means die to self. Let's go, Jesus. Let's see what's up. I mean, it's not just something random in the air. He's got a purpose with you going, and the Father's sending him because there's purpose in the country of the Gadareans. There's a one man who's bound, one man. One man bound, oftentimes we'll use the word demoniac. He's a man that's filled with a legion of demons that try to contain him. He's bound, he can't be bound, but the demonic inside is breaking chains, snapping chains. He's living amongst tombs. I hope you don't get dizzy by me walking back and forth. I just can't stand still when the Lord begins to move beyond where we live, when he begins to move beyond our region. If we don't do something, I mean, we'll just explode. And God wants to fill the house, by the way, not just with a man's confidence, but with your confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the day of the Lord. It's a royal day. It's a created day by God. We have life because he gave it. Matter of fact, we have protection over America. We haven't been bombed. We haven't been shelled. Prayers need to go up because our, even our, con our economy, it can't hold the weight. But God is merciful. And when the church begins to pray, things begin to shift. And we're looking at market. And you, we need to look to God. Don't look at the market. You can't hold the market, but he does. He holds it in his hands. But when the church prevails and says, there's so Something coming of a collision course. God says, let me have you in the way of the word. When Jesus brings the disciples, he's bringing them in. There's always a time to teach the disciples. I'm going to take you into the place that's least expected. When they come, they're gripped with fear because when you have a demoniac and nobody can hold him, nothing can contain him, he's bound in the tombs, he cuts himself at night, he's screaming in the night. It's like a horror film and they're living it. They're having this address as soon as he puts his immediately or suddenly begins to come and there's an encounter with the demonic. What happens when the stronghold comes and it's coming to your house? What do you do? It's like, I want to get behind Jesus. It's like, go Jesus, go Jesus. You know, it's like, get in the front. But I'm backed up and I'm finding, God, you're putting me in the front lines and I'm having an encounter. I love the encounter of heaven, but what happens when the encounter of the demonic comes in? Well, we don't want to talk about that. Because something might happen. I'm in Brazil, and there's this wild thing going on. It's an outside type meeting, and there's this guy in the back, and he's doing this weird stuff. I mean, he's like, he would do this like, like he'd do his hands, and it's like he's tying it. He kept doing this thing, walking back and forth, and it's just, and I'm watching this thing go back and forth. Now, I mean, I have to go through interpreter, and when I see this guy, he just keeps walking up, and there's this lady in the back. And it just keeps getting closer. It just keeps like, like tying knots. And I'm watching this thing. It's like, it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't, it's not rocket science or anything. No one, man, this guy, he's, he's not right. <laughs> not right, but, but he's binding. And the only way you can bind is by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Church isn't doing anything. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting up here with leadership. We're looking out and it's like, I guess this looks normal to them. But when the man came up right next to the lady and got right up by her hair and began to do this, it was enough. 
I mean, I said, I can't stand the watch just sitting and not doing. And it's like, I have an interpreter trying to run up with me. He can't break out, but I know that the demonic understands English. And I begin to charge it and bind it by the authority of Jesus Christ, and that thing begins to go, no, and he understands English, and I'm going, oh, yes, you are, out. And there's a loosing. All of a sudden, as the guys on the pulpit, whatever, they're finally getting the idea is we got a 911 going right here. We've got a battle right here on the front lines. It's not church as normal, but we've got a spiritual contest contesting the move of God. What do we do when it's contested? We take back the ground. What's your desire or what's God's desire? When we begin to listen for the heart of the king, our king, Jesus, I want water. I want a water that doesn't come by man. It only comes by heaven. And what I came to give you is an outpouring of rain. It's not the rain that you live in, but it's the rain of my spirit. I came to move beyond where you live. It's a grievous time whenever God begins to go deep in your life and says, I'm uprooting the things that were boundaries in your life, horrendous things that came down in your generations. Do you know it is so interesting? how physicians, they begin to have a knowledge and they begin to ask questions whenever you fill out your form. Is this, I'm just going to pick out one, like glaucoma or something strange. Is this in your great-grandmother? Is this in your grandmother? Is this in your lineage? Is anybody blind? And they're looking about what comes down from generation to generation to generation. They see it, but the church doesn't see it. And God says, let me break it. We're at a time of breakout. Well, we hear it but we don't see it. Hmm. Let's just go sit down and, and get our hmms back on. <laughs> don't, don't grow weary in well-doing. Jesus comes, cast out the demon out of the man. You know the story, delivered, set free, man's in his right mind, has a demonic encounter, where are you going to cast us out? Into the pigs? Go. Gone. Here we have those that are watchmen. They see the swine. All of a sudden, it's, it's their provision is now run over the cliff. It's out. It's, they run into the city. Jesus is sitting with the man. He's clothed, fully dressed. He's in his right mind. Hello. He's had an encounter with the living God. Jesus left a city. He leaves a nation to come after one man. He comes all the way across just for one man. When the city comes out, they make an appeal. We don't want you here. We can't take this move of God. We can't take a move of God because we've seen him bound. You became comfortable with being bound, but Jesus isn't. He came to loose you from the bindings of the enemy. It was just in Texas driving around this little town. I mean, it's like little Mexico. And, and we're in this uh, little place called Borger, Borger, Texas. When I go in there, it's not just a strange thing, but it's like it's held down. It's a place that's held down physically, spiritually. I mean, it's like, what's going on? It's sorceries taking place to where the people think it's a regular thing to live in this type of economy. Churches are breaking down, and we're seeing things going on in churches because there's things that are even opposing them. There's pastor. The pastor's son has, has been caught in an adulterous act. There's a change. The pastor before him was caught in the very same thing. It's what's going down from the generation. What's happened in our city is because the enemy says, well, raise up lies. We'll raise up a different standard. We'll oppose them. We'll come into a realm of a cult. And God says, I'll break it off. But when one man begins to stand up and say, no, it's different. When one man says, we've had enough. Jesus has called us for a different taste. He's put in our mouth. We can't stay in this place. We can't stay in this move. But God's going to move us beyond the enemy lines to go after the water of heaven. 
Raise up a standard. Raise up a standard. A love call of the living God. There he is, the man he comes to him, he's free, set free. The people are saying, go, you've gotta go, you've gotta go, you've gotta go, leave the city. Jesus is in the boat. The man says, I wanna go with you. Please take me with you. I mean, if you've been set free, you're the only one I wanna be with. I don't wanna go anywhere else. Please take me with you. You're not going with me. I'm gonna turn you in a different direction. I need you to go back into your city. And I need you to go in and tell your friends what I've done for you. And there's something he sent out. It's not his heads down. It's like he's got a joy because something's happened that he can't contain. When God begins to heal you, set you free, you can't contain it anymore. Because God says it's not living in boredom. It's not living in the lifestyle of your past. But it's present tense when God says, I heal you where you're sitting. And I'm moving because I move. Oh. Jesus. Name above names, all names. His blood, all powerful. He'll take you to schools that you may not have wanted to go to, encounters with the enemy, and he'll teach you about the power of his blood. He has authority. Every knee and everything shall bow at the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. He's not counterfeit, he's the real deal. He's a son of God. Don't you love the revelation that Peter says, who, Jesus says, who do men say that I am? Hmm. Some say you're Jeremiah, one of the prophets. I mean, but guys, what do you say? Who do you say I am? You're the son of God. You're the son of God, son of the living God. You're the Christ, the Messiah. Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Father, open the windows that they can see again, that we can hear again. Oftentimes, man, we're, we're listening here. And the Lord says, I want to take it up. I want to turn your heads up to heaven. I want to turn your ears up. There, there was, David told me about a man that came here and he visited the prayer meeting. I can't find it with electronics. I can't get here. There's a man he tells me about. He said, there's a guy that came in. He said, it was a rather unique night. He said, this guy, he comes in, he sits down. He's a deaf guy, Jewish guy, and he can't, it's his birthday, and he finds his way down. Doesn't have a vehicle, but he can get here. And I've got... I mean, I've got everything I should be able to get here. I can't get here, but the deaf guy's here. Hello. And he said, we prayed for him. You know, we sent him off. We blessed him. And David began to tell me about encounters that he's had. Encounters with the Lord. And some have entertained angels unaware. Did he have to hear to speak? Lord, what's changing around us? It's not that we're putting a different atmosphere of lights, but it's the Lord's presence and depression can't stay in the house. He's literally dealing with things that we've lived with and it's long enough. It's not about your budget that can't move, it's about the one who moves the budget. <laughs> he moves the things that we say, I can't move anymore. Have you ever been into a place to where you physically can't move? Encounters. Jesus is going to do a turnaround. There's a turnaround coming. 
There's a turnaround coming from where they are. Jesus, after he leaves, they go back into another city. They're having revival. Hello? Don't you like that? I don't even know where it is in the Bible. Let's look up some kind of verse, revival. But we've got revival. Where does it come from? But when Jesus is present right there, things begin to break out. He's got a desire to feed people, and we're watching people who are hungry. I mean, don't you get hungry if you've not eaten a little bit? It's getting about lunchtime, and it's like, let's just keep talking about food. It's like, all right, I'm out of here. But then sometimes God wants to scatter for those that are hungry for him. I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere because there's something that God's getting to do. If he's going to break out, I don't want to just be a window washer looking from the outside in. I want to be where you are, Lord. When Jesus, he begins to uproot his disciples, and he says, look, he said, we're going back to the place we got kicked out. We're going back to the place where they booted us out because there's a move that's bigger than what you see. See, you've got a 5,000 breakout, 3,000 breakout. You've got things that are happening right there in the midst of you. He's having a multitude breakout. Disciples are having, it's an enhanced counter. They're breaking bread. Jesus has broken, blessed it, given it, and they're having a breakout because it's continual. Man, we're breaking bread, and it's multiplying. We only had a few fish. We got a little bit of bread, and there's a breakout happening. And Jesus, you want to change shift? Why would we shift if we're in the best of the best, and you want to go to somewhere we've been booted out? I want to take you back because I sowed a seed in that region. And Jesus is going back into the region, and every time he goes, there's opposition that opposes. There's a storm. There's a wind. Something opposing the trip going in. But what's going to meet him at the gate this time? It's not the demoniac. See, he dealt with the root of that. He set the city free, and there's a man now. He's going in. He's not just Mr. Evangelist. He's a no-name man sent by God, and he's got a name written in heaven, and it's going to be a similar picture like that for you. Sent out by God to destroy the yokes of the enemy, setting captives free. Would you send us, Lord? Because now where he comes into, comes into this region, and they recognize it's the Lord. Now, that's up to you. Do we recognize if it's man or if it's God? Uh, we're going to judge it by if we've got any goosebumps, if we feel the wind, the breeze. We've got different things that we can test if there's a move of God. But what if the Lord says, I called you to come, sit, gather? and wait. Wait isn't in our vocabulary because we got a lot to do. We got to make more bricks because there's a bigger demand. We can't just sit. And the Lord says, if you'll sit and if you'll wait, he said, I'll bring a wind that's not a wind of man, but a wind by God. You've got time. Some of you are retired and you're sitting back and said, what do I do now? I'm glad you asked. You didn't, but he's going to answer. Because you're not retired. You don't retire. You can quit. You can pull out. But if the Lord begins to move, it's, there's a shift coming. Because what Jesus is going back, he's going back to the small, where I met one man, and I called one man to touch a region. That's why you're here today. If he touches you by one, by one, by one, the significance for us is, let's see the large. And Jesus collapses it. You've seen the large where I do the miraculous. 
Now I'm going to send you back to the one to where I touch a bigger picture. I'm touching a region. I sent one man into the region that I delivered, and I set him free. He's a castaway, bound by people, but I loosed him from heaven. If the Lord so does today, and there's a moving, not just by man, but a stirring of waters, and the things that were even held us back, he begins to break it off. Could you stay for a moment more that went beyond where you lived? If the Lord so chose, he can do anything he wants. There's a desire, but what's your desire? And we have collisions. House divided can't stand. I mean, I'm not looking to take your time. I'm not looking to bend your time. I'm just asking something. If the Lord so breaks you out from a physical ailment and begins to destroy the yoke and it's no more and you can't sit still, if he heals your marriage, if he sets you free, if he calls your children back out of captivity, the phone begins to ring. If there's a breakout and all of a sudden it's like, all we did, we sat and he went beyond our city and he moved because it was a place to where God was moving. He said, come and be seated in heavenly places. And we cast our care upon him because he cares for us. Have you ever cast what you care and he so cares for us? Let's, let's bow our heads and I love to, to preface because we can bow our heads. And it's not a job to do it. You can hold it up however you enjoy looking, longing, embracing the Lord. Just don't let him go. Just don't let him go. Just don't let this moment go. Don't let the time escape from you now. If our king says, I came to bring a now time, I came to wash you in the blood to set you free, you may be blind. And the Lord says, I came to open your eyes. I said, eyes open in the name of Jesus because he's mighty. And when we align with what he says, that's where it takes place. Oftentimes we might hear a word and we begin to declare a word, but he says, come into alignment with my word. We want it, not just the things, we want you, the one that we embrace. Father, again, as we sit, Lord, we desire your great move because it's not just about one more person sitting in a pew. Father, it's about someone being saved into eternity and the greatest gift of heaven that you would give us eternal life. We thank you, Father, for some of you are marked, sent out by the Lord. There's a commissioning, and it's not your paper. It's not your ticket, but it's a call of God that says, go into the highways, the byways. I'm sending you out because the sender came to send you today, send you from the locked doors to where you're retired or you couldn't move. Some of you are even physical. I even see it in the house. There are some people that are just physically can't move. They're watching and they said it's like a program, but God, you're touching me in my physical, in the realm to where I can speak. They didn't shut my mouth. They may have broke my body, but my mouth can't be shut. And I'm going to declare Jesus Christ. He's my healer. Rise up and walk. It's his passion that burns. It's a fire not by man. Man can't stand a fire that God burns. And all the time I'm watching in the midst of worship right there, he begins to open my eyes. I saw this beautiful flower. It was laid to the side. And then when the sun began to rise, I saw the flower begin to pick up. And it just began to follow the literal, the physical sunshine. As it began to move all the way to the setting of the sun, it came to a bowed position. It was in its glory following the sun. Are you following the son of God? Because when he's arisen, and he is arisen, Jesus our Lord is risen. Are you waking up with him, following him through the day to the height to where you're standing straight up to where the bowing of the day and the bowing of your knees. 
And then I saw a fire. Not a strange sight when the Lord opens your eyes, but it was like a throne room fire that would canopy up and come down, moving at his desire. Isn't it beautiful that the Lord has a desire to overtake the enemy, to call you as runners? You guys have been running. That's part of the weariness is, God, we've been running. We've been running with a footman, and now you're speaking a different word. There's a shift. God, we didn't want to go backwards. But God says, don't you know? He said in the journey, he said, where you go back is where I'm delivering. He said, I'm setting captives free. Some of you, I'm going to turn you around. I'm going to send you back anointed by the word of God, and you're going into the presence of the living God. And in your living rooms, you're going to have habitation with the living God. Some of you, you're going to move into the areas to where you were counseled not to go. And God says, I'm going to break you out because the suddenly is going in. You've got a different dream. Visions are coming. God has to send you out with a word. Remember Mary and Joseph? They have a word. Give them flee right now. They're obedient. They move. But they also need a word to bring them back. We started praying. We worshiped. But, Father, we ask that you'd loose the very bands on us. Yeah. Father, where we've been unequally yoked, would you deal with the yoke that we're bound with? We're asking for mercy, but we do ask for a breakout. I mean, simply, God, we need a breakout, God. God, we're the church. This is our body. This is our joy, our joy that you made us alive, created us alive. But, Lord, we have been in a slumber. We have been asleep. And uniquely, you said you came to awaken your beloved Peter, he's bound midst the centurions, and the angel of the Lord moves him. He shoves him. He awakens him because the church is praying. Church is praying. He doesn't see it, thinks he has a vision. Everything that he's got that's on him is coming off. Chains are coming off. Prayers being made. Don't you know that Jesus is making intercession for you wherever you are, wherever you are? Some of you aren't even here, and God says, I'm even reaching you beyond where you live. Don't you remember Eldad, Medad? There are two men when the Spirit of God comes. They're outside the camp. Moses said, I can't stand it anymore. I'm going to go see what the Spirit of God's doing. God, just don't move inside. Move outside. Let's go see this thing that he's doing. Restore us. Father, we see announcements, awakening. But Father, would you do it here? Would you do it here? Would you pour your living water over us? Father, not just announcing trumpets, we can blow them all day long. But when you open our ears and open our eyes, open our hearts, God, you set us free. Father, some of us, I just want to be free. I, I don't want to live in this deformity anymore. I don't want to live in this environment anymore. I know outside I'm free. God, it seems like when I get inside, it seems like I'm bound. Father, would you loose them? Would you lose your children worship to be free in the freedom of thy God? Could you just stand up? Could I get somebody who's going to begin to encounter the Lord on their instrument? Somebody's going to begin to prophesy on their instrument. I mean, there's, there's a different shift when we're playing the music. We're playing a sound, and then we begin to play. In the darkness where everything is unknown, I face the curse of sin on my own. I did not know 
of a place I could go where I could find a way to heal my wounded soul. But he said that I could come into his presence without fear, into the holy place where his mercy hovers near. Come running, come running, come running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be the covering. His blood will flow freely and it will provide the healing come run into the mercy seat come run into the mercy seat are you living where hope has not been lost in the current of a lifetime of sin lovely illusions they never come true i know where there's a place of mercy for you Freedom in 
God sing to the Lord in the spirit now because there is deliverance there is deliverance happening right now or dancing, or singing, do it unto the King of Kings, He is individual lives. Some of that is for breakout in the lives of family members that you've been crying out for. That call for breakout might be something in your church that you've been waiting for and waiting for and waiting for. But it all begins with the individual. It all begins with you and I. And so if that call for breakout has been on your heart, if it's a cry that Holy Spirit is speaking to you, come forward, come to the mercy seat, come to the mercy seat. And I'm gonna ask Johnny to release that breakout in our lives, to call down everything we need. So if that's you, that's something that you want in your family, in your sphere of influence, in your life. Come forward. healing 
come running to the mercy seat. Come running to the mercy seat. He said that I could come into his presence without fear and into the holy place where his mercy hovers near. Come running, come running, come running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be our covering. His blood will flow freely. And it will provide the healing. Come run into the mercy seat. Come run into the mercy seat. Father, you've brought our families and we're amongst your family even now. Father, we thank you for our brothers and sisters who begin to touch where we are. Father, we thank you for our brothers and sisters that just grab hold of us. Even the comfort, that gift is gonna be okay because our Lord's in the midst of us. And where we were encountered, and where offenses came, where strongholds broke out in our families. Father, where trouble was on the right hand and on the left hand. You said it wouldn't come near our dwelling place. Though a thousand fall at my side and 10,000 at my right, you said it wouldn't come near my dwelling place. Father, we ask for mercy, my Father. Not only mercy, my Father, but your judgment seat where you love judgment. There's a place of judgment and there's a place of mercy. And Father, we ask for mercy, Father, we ask for mercy, Father. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. 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 Father, we ask for mercy. 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 Amen. My house. Mercy, we ask for mercy, we ask for mercy on our help. Father, the stronghold that opposed, Father, we ask in unity. We come together corporately as the band of brothers and sisters with our children with us. Father, we're families that have had breaking and broken. We've been broken in, we've been robbed, children lost. And Father, we're calling them home for you said, you said that you're going to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. Father, you said in this hour and this day, and we ask for mercy, Father, for where we've fallen short. And Father, where healing and the deeds of our flesh have come, we ask for mercy. 
We ask that you'd intervene, God, mercy. Father, we do want and long. We ask that you would heal us and receive us as an offering. Lord, we ask that you begin as you do, delivering like the fire of your word. Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my life right now. If you've not asked Jesus into your life, it's a now time. Jesus, I'm asking for my inheritance that's eternal. Forgive me. I'm calling my children back. Father, go, come. We're calling you in from the north, the south, and the east, and the west. Father, we call. We send our call before you. We call. We ask, Father, would you answer? Would you reach our lost? Would you reach our broken? And would you start here with us individually? Holy Spirit, would you mark us as children that you deal with even now? Let your presence come with your might, your power, your glory, setting captives free. Enemies of the cross, you cannot stay in this house, nor upon them, nor near them. There's not just a boundary, it's the blood of Jesus Christ, and I command you, loose them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Loose our inheritance, our children, our families. Father, we ask in your mighty name.